as you grow, a lot of it's just understanding from Stack Overflow and then kind of re-implementing those concepts on your own in your own code. So not necessarily mindlessly copying and then, um, you know, YOLO, let's see what happens, but kind of understanding the <laughs> post and, and right. getting it in there. So, you know, in a sense, like emotionally, you're still copying from Stack Overflow, but <laughs> maybe not literally hitting Control-C. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Stack Overflow podcast, a place to talk about all things software, programming, technology, and life. Um, no, hi, I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. And today I'm joined by two excellent individuals, Cassidy Williams and Kyle Pollard, who helped me and a big team of people to put together our annual Stack Overflow April Fool's gag. Welcome to the show, y'all. Yeah, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. So, I have not personally participated in a full April Fool's joke at Stack Overflow. It's a long-running, venerable, and honored tradition. Last year, we were getting ready to do ultra-dark mode, and then uh, we went into the, a pandemic, which is its own form of ultra-dark mode. So uh, <laughs> we said no jokes this year, but people were excited about dark mode anyway. Luckily, we had a new feature. But this year, we set out to recreate a much-beloved Stack Overflow meme, the only keyboard you'll ever need, Stack Overflow, copy, and paste. And uh, Kyle... It was your job to build the little modal that popped up when people went to copy. Can you tell us a little bit about sort of like the genesis of this project and how you built it? Yes, I am the one to blame for your uh, blood pressure going up, the heart attacks, the fear <laughs> that you're losing your job and you'd have to go into another career path. Yeah, uh, how to, the genesis of this. I mean, we can go all the way to the start. We did an April Fool's workshop where we hashed out a bunch of different ideas of what we could do for an April Fool's prank, and we came up with the uh, the copy paste paywall as the uh, the winner for the year. So the the kind of goal with this is that it would just be a one developer kind of job, something that I can do. Um, I, I just started a few months ago, so uh, this is uh, kind of my first public project. Yeah, it was a uh, relatively uh, small scope in terms of the technical implementation. Just got to track when a copy happened on the website. Um, showing up that notice at the bottom right that tracks how much your copy budget is left, and uh, showing up that big that big modal in the big center of your screen advertising the best keyboard in the world, uh, the key by Stack Overflow. <laughs> so yeah, is there anything like uh, that you think is interesting about the sort of the technical implementation here? Like for people who don't know, what does it take to trigger you know the ability to sort of like know what people when people are accessing that command on our site. Thankfully, um, just like when you click on a button, it fires an on-click event. Um, there's actually a copy event that fires in your browser every time you copy. So I just got to add an event listener on a copy event, and I got to uh, read all the nitty-gritty details of you know where you've copied on the page and uh, if it was in a code block or not and, and get to do some uh, cool analytics with that. And it actually fires like thousands of times, like when you're holding control C that you've, you've actually copied like a hundred oh, times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bug that uh, we had to squash pretty early on. Um, if you, if you were say copying something and you, you held control C and you were thinking on it for a while, uh, it turns out in the background, it would fire hundreds and hundreds of events and ruin our data. So I had to, uh, be a little more generous with how often you could copy and paste. Um, if you, if you copy the same element right, twice, right. we, uh, we don't reduce your budget. You can, you can get, get extra copies for free. <laughs> Right. Cassidy, as a, as a seasoned developer, how many times a day would you guess people copy something from Stack Overflow? Like in general or individuals? How many times do you think an individual does it? And then let's try to guess 
because now we know the total number of copies that happen per day. Oh, man. I would guess an individual developer per day, depending on the bugs of the day. I'd say at least two or three times a day. Tell me how many times a day people are copying on Stack Overflow and and uh, roughly how many times that is like compared to the number of times people actually just visit a question. Well, I'm not a data analyst, so I've leaned on smarter people on my team to try to figure this out for me. But, you know, when I took a first glance at it, it looked like there was, you know, 10 million views of questions in a day, one in eight of those copied. Um, and then someone looked a little deeper, and it turns out that uh, one in four people copy within five minutes of visiting a Stack Overflow question, which is ridiculous. It's mind-blowing. Wow. Everybody's copying. <laughs> Nobody's talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I that it was pretty staggering, yeah, to realize like how deep the, the truth runs on that particular joke. But yeah, so you, there's something, you know, there's like 10, 12 million visits a day and like one to two million copies a day, which is really wild. Or yeah, I guess even one out of four. Which, which brings us, I guess, to the bigger question of like, to what degree is this useful and saving people time and uh, just a net good? And to what degree is this lazy and perhaps a little bit risky if you don't do it safely? I think like the whole core of Stack Overflow is that it's, it's helpful because mm-hmm. you can try to do something yourself, but if you do something yourself, you're kind of reinventing the wheel. If the mm-hmm. answer is already out there, if you're already looking it up, and you can get your answer and just move forward. It's it's a productivity ad for sure. I guess yeah, especially if you're if you're doing this all the time. I mean, for someone like me who's like occasionally tried to dabble, sometimes it feels like it feels like I I can just go in and like get what I need and copy and paste it, and I'm not like really internalizing it or like learning it for the next time. But I think yeah, if, especially if this is like your day in day out job, why reinvent the wheel when like somebody has built the tool already for you? I don't know, Kyle, before you came to Stack Overflow when you were working as the, the greatest webmaster in the Great White North, did you, <laughs> how often would you say you, you copied from Stack Overflow? You know, I think early in my career, I think copying was a necessity. But I think as as you grow, mm-hmm. a lot of it's just understanding from Stack Overflow and then kind of re-implementing those concepts on your own in your own code. So not necessarily mindlessly copying and then, um, you know, YOLO, let's see what happens, but kind of understanding the <laughs> post and... Uh, and, and right. getting it in there. So, you know, in a sense, like emotionally, you're still copying from Stack Overflow, but <laughs> maybe not literally hitting control C. And then, of course, after we posted the prank and, and it started happening, there was there was some great threads on Twitter and on Reddit where people were trying to hack their way around the paywall. I, I didn't get that because um, our prank must have incited a lot of fear because I don't actually stop anyone from copying from Stack Overflow. Like, you can still copy. We're on the honor right. system past, you know, your three free copies. But people were like, you know, I, I've made a ad blocker to remove it. And like, there's a don't show button if you really don't want to see it. Like they were making scripts to change the budget. They were, someone suggested taking screenshots of the page and then running it through like an OCR system. So you could like bypass the copy, <laughs> the copy event. <laughs> so pe- people need to copy. They're, yeah. they're looking for ways around it. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to give an award to the person who who created the most complex and time-consuming workaround. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Rube Goldberg machine at this point. And so then there there was sort of like a great second half to this. The software was the first part, but hardware was the second part. Cassidy, when we first had you on the podcast, we discussed this, but you have a great love of mechanical keyboards and custom keyboards and have quite a collection yourself. So we reached out to you to see if we could actually get this thing made and take some photos. And you connected us with a cool company called Drop. Can you tell us a little bit about what Drop is and, and how you got to know them? I think you worked with them in the past, right? 
Yeah. So drop is a place where you can basically do they, they, they're called group buys. And so let's just say you want to have a keyboard made or, or you want some, some keyboard part made. A lot of times you need multiple people to buy in on it for it to even be manufactured. Otherwise, like the manufacturers like this isn't worth it because right. it's kind of a smaller community. Um, and so that that's kind of the origin of the website. And um, I've launched a couple keycap sets on Drop. And so one is the Scrabble keyboard. And so I, I got a Hasbro to license me uh, my designs for a Scrabble keyboard. And that was sold on Drop a few years ago. And uh, currently, there's another keycap set on there called Astrala Keys, where myself and my my co-designer, she goes by Sailor Mercury, we made Astrala Keys. And that's sold on on Drop as well. Nice. And so I, I, I had like this existing relationship with them. And so when you approached me, it was, it was really a matter of reaching out to them and saying, hey, do you want to do this for a prank? Right. And then uh, from there, it was it was a very, very mad rush to get this done by April 1st. I'm very happy we made it in time. Yeah, yeah it was cool. It reminded me, I worked briefly at DJI, which is a drone manufacturer uh, based in Shenzhen, China. And when we were talking to the folks at Drop, Kunal, who's a great partner to us, he was like, okay, uh, I'll, you know, it's going to be morning in Shenzhen in about three hours. So I'll call the people at the factory, see if they can make some uh, space on the line. And then we'll, you know, pump out a prototype and then they'll ship it here. And then I'll ship it to, K-. it was just like the speed at which the electronic supply chain can operate is truly staggering. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And so it was truly like, I made the the design for the actual sets. I got Pantone colors from the Stack Overflow team and got those over to Canal. And then I 3D modeled the uh, case so that way he could get that CNC'd and anodized in aluminum. And yeah, it was it was a mad rush. He he was able to get it all manufactured and shipped out. And then I got a couple samples and we decided between those to get the official colors. Then it was pictures and videos and more after yes. that. Yes, that's right. You're our our true influencer, helping us do our <laughs> unboxing video for our for our online influencer marketing. I was just remembering, so I used to go to this annual robotics competition that DJI would hold where they'd have these little sort of like robo cars battle in a big arena. And the competition was like a, like a round robin tournament. So you played like multiple rounds and the local teams always had a big advantage because if some, if a part broke or if they like realized something was wrong with the design, they could literally get a prototype, print it up and like go get something made overnight at the factory and like have it the next day, you know, and like fix up their machine or do whatever they needed to do. Whereas like all the other teams were just sort of like trying to hot glue things together after each round. But yeah, I saw a few people commenting on Twitter that we should actually, or they'd actually pay for this. Like what would it take to go from making a mock-up Cassidy, which is what we have now to like an actual functioning keyboard? Yeah. And so now, now that we have the mock-up, at least that part is done. The The hardest part is going to be the electronics underneath. Mm. And so that, that involves uh, getting some firmware, probably QMK. It's an open source firmware that allows you to reprogram it. So let's just say people wanted more than just control copy or control C, control V. They could turn it to one, two, three. They could turn it to any other uh, numbers pretty easily. Um, but anyway, add, adding firmware to a PCB and then just doing kind of electronics testing. And so that might that might take probably as short as maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. That, that process is definitely longer, but then maybe as long as a month and a half. And then, yeah, it's getting it in there, making making sure everything works and, and shipping it. And so typically there's what's called a an MOQ, a minimum order quantity. And so 
when when you want to get something made, the the more you buy, the cheaper it is. And, and so there's probably going to be a minimum order quantity where if we sell 200, then it's going to cost $50. But if we sell 500, then it'll be $30. If we sell a thousand, then it could be 25 and, and that kind of stuff. And so gotcha. the more the more that's bought, the, the cheaper it gets. And that's typically how it works. You heard them, listeners. It was time to unite to bring the power of Stack Overflow's enormous audience to bear. Well, We'll make the keyboard, we'll sell it, and we'll, we'll donate the proceeds to charity. I'm sure this is, I'm sure we can make it happen. Email yes. me, email me, podcast at stackoverflow.com. You can get in early. <laughs> you can already, <laughs> you can pre-order directly through the podcast. I will only take a very small commission. <laughs> yeah, some people were suggesting that if it's a three key Stack Overflow keyboard, then we could uh, we could add a few other things on there. Mark is duplicate, downvote. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh. Don't be sour. <laughs> all right, great. Well, thank you so much to both of you, yeah, for making this all come together. It was a wonderful April Fool's joke, and I think there's a lot more to come. Yeah, I think we'll maybe we'll try to follow up with a post about the the data um, and give people a sense of how often this is actually happening. So we're not none of us are alone. We're all copying in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's see here. It is that time of the episode. I will shout out a lifeboat badge winner. How to see the source of built-in JavaScript functions awarded to TJ Crowder. Thanks, TJ, for helping out, answering a question that had a negative score, getting it up to a score of 20 or more. Win yourself a lifeboat. I feel like that's a, that's a scary day when you're you're trying to read internals of JavaScript functions. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's worrying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I need to understand... The language that an engine such as V8 is written in and read through that, or is there a simpler solution? Hmm. You need to find the source code of the relevant projects. Yeah. You got to go deep on this one. All right. I'm Ben Popper, Director of Content here at Stack Overflow. You can always find me on Twitter at Ben Popper. You can always email us, podcast at stackoverflow.com. Cassidy, Kyle, you want to just say who you are and where people can find you if you want to be found? Sure. I'm uh, I'm Kyle Pollard. I'm a developer on the public platform team. You can find me at KyleJRP on Twitter, um, or you can go to my website, KyleJRP.com. I'd love to hear your feedback on the prank and how I scared you. Um, feel free to follow me and, and chat with me on Twitter. <laughs> I've been Cassidy Williams. I'm a principal developer experience engineer at Nellify, and you can find me at Cassidy on Twitter, on GitHub, on all the things. Uh, Cassidoo is C-A-S-S-I-D-O-O. 